Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode nine, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook and YouTube throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Uh, Disappointing loss for the Warriors and the shock upset by the Raiders this week and what was yet another good round of footy. How are you going and what did you think of the round? Hey Brad, yeah, uh, I enjoyed the round mate. I obviously disappointed with the Warriors but uh, the other result you mentioned, the Raiders-Broncos game was a pleasant surprise. Nice to see the Raiders bounce back and upset the, the Broncos. Um as you might be able to tell, I'm in Napier right now, so I'm not at in my at home in my normal setup. So, apologies everybody if I get a bit laggy or or, or drop out. It's hotel internet's a bit unpredictable. Yeah, so uh, we'll do the best we can this week with you with you stuck in Napier, Richie. Um, but yeah, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at eight pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience on the podcast. Um, go on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, all those places, and look for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, as always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of round six, and an update of our tips. Uh, we'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well, some questions we've got for each other. Um, we'll then preview round seven and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of Super League. Uh, so remember to send us questions um, and comments throughout the show, and we'll do our best to answer them as we can. Um, and I see, yeah, Paul said Richie's uh, not in his normal OnlyFans studio. Um, that's how we fund the show, Paul. So um, don't make too many comments on it. But we may as well jump straight yeah. into the top stories, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as I said before we went on yeah, uh, live, um, <laughs> we don't have a lot of news this week. Um, but I thought we'd start off with my favorite team, the Dragons. So um, the Dragons board are set to meet and discuss the future of coach Anthony Griffin and finalise the shortlist for his possible replacements. I've got a name of list, uh, a list of names, sorry. Um, we've got Jason Riles, Ben Hornby, Dean Young, Shane Flanagan and Des Hasler are potentially um, 
players or our coaches in discussion. Ben Hunt's actually come out and said <laughs> getting rid of Griffin will be a mistake that will set the Dragons back years and wants to be consulted on um, the decision as the current captain of the club. So um, there's been a bit more news come out, Richie, where they said they're potentially looking at no one from within the Dragons. So guys like Riles and Hornby um, might not get a run. And Des Hasler seems to be firming for a favourite um, replacement. But what's your take on all of this? And do you think Ben Hunt needs to be in the discussion um, on who the new coach is? Uh I don't know. I guess their marquee signing that's that's re-signed, uh, but he's their marquee player, I should say. Um, I don't know, mate. It's at the end of the day, it's a results-driven business, as we all know. And if you're asking Brad, they're going to pick up the spoon. Uh, the writing already looks on the wall for Griffin, doesn't it? So there's some yeah, nice options think... there. If you look at ha- if you look at Hasler and Shane Flanagan, and even Riles is a as touted as an up-and-comer, so there are some options there for them. Yeah, I think the writing was on the wall the moment they told Griffin that he had to reapply for the job next year. Um, But uh, guys like Ryle, Ryle's has been talked about a lot um, as, like, the next big thing coming out of the the coaching ranks um, now that Webster and Geraldo have got uh, first-grade gigs. Um, But... Do you really want to, you know, hitch your wagon to the Dragons in like the start of your first grade coaching career? It's a bit like Benji on the uh, suicide watch. He's on going to be the Tigers coach. Um, I know you can't really just say I'm going to go coach the Storm. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, We'll obviously have to keep our ears to the ground and see what more comes out of this. Um, I see uh, Hammer's here, Evening Hammer. And everyone else that I saw jump in. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting times for the Dragons and um, can't make me happier if, I, if I'm honest. So um, <laughs> long may this continue. Um, next bit of news, though. Um, I don't know if anything's really going to come of it, but I thought I'd better mention it. Willie Mason um, is set to be investigated over his paid relationship with TAB or TAB, as they call it in Australia. Um, He currently works for the Bulldogs um, full-time as an assistant coach, and the NRL Integrity Unit is looking into his deal with TAB to see if there's conflict of interest and all that. Um, The Bulldogs are cooperating um, with the NRL and believe there'll be no issue as Mason's role is more around the pathways and he has a lesser role with the NRL squad. um, What do you you reckon, Richie? You reckon um, anything will come of it and he might have to stand down from the Bulldogs, or it will just fly over? Uh, yeah, probably not, given what what you said in your last sentence there. You know, he's his role's more around the pathways and, and not heavily involved with the NRL squad, so might all just be a storm in a teacup. Yeah, and, and like Paul said, you can't be involved with the, the tab if you're in part of the NRL team. Yeah, but it could be as simple as, uh, I've just got this Bulldogs job now, okay, TAB, we're over, end it, and stick with the Bulldogs, or he quits the Bulldogs and stays with TAB. Um, we'll... yeah, Mikey says that only a conflict if he cheats. Well, no, yeah, but there's a perception of it's the perception of conflict as well. So, um, hey, look, if, if on, on in rugby union, um, for example, you can be the media manager and you're not allowed to you're not allowed to gamble on um, on rugby. Um, the uh, so 
it doesn't matter if you're actually involved in organize, involved in anything at all. You 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 have access to insider information, um, and therefore you can be gambling with information other people don't have, uh, such as injuries, for example. Um, so yeah, you can't be you can't be involved with with <laughs> um, with the TAB uh, with, when you've got access to insider information. Yeah, and like Hammers said, there was a similar issue a few years back with Laurie Daly as well. Um, so yeah, I assume he's just going to end his relationship with Tab. Um, so we'll probably have that to update next week. Um, next bit of news though, Richie, uh, Magic Round's just around the corner, and there's actually um, there's been a bit of concern about the surface conditions at Suncorp Stadium um, in the Broncos Raiders game, as we saw um, they were churning up that field um, something uh, quite easily, really. And they, there's worries that playing eight games over three days could lead to it being a minefield, um, especially when you see it, when it gets cut up like that, there's further injuries um, and things like that. I think, you think um, Suncorp would be better since they basically played there every weekend. Um, but what's your take? Do you reckon the, the groundskeepers are going to be able to get that to tip-top condition in like the next three or four weeks? Oh. Who knows, Brad? It, it, it compounds it when you think that there's also eight games being played there in the weekend, so it's inevitably going to end up quite torn up by the, by the end of it. Um, and as Ciala said there too, it could possibly be a ACL injury landmine. Yeah. We've already had a tough I, run of injuries this year, but um, you hope for the best, though. Yeah, and I see Ham has asked if we're heading to Brisbane for Magic Round. Um, I know I'm not. Um, I just moved into my new place and I, I'm barely struggling to keep the lights on. So a flight to, to Brisbane's out of the equation for me. Um, Richie, are you going? Depends if I get any more OnlyFans subscriptions out of this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, I decided to put my money um, for Warriors um, games in Wellington, Napier. So that's where my money's gone. Um, instead of going to Magic Round. But yeah, one day I'll get there. Um, I might have to start the OnlyFans up too, Richie, to see if I can get it. Um, <laughs> so, so when do they have Magic Round in Auckland? Yeah, or well, that'll never happen. But um, but yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think if the Broncos spent a bit more time away from Suncorp, the, the stadium or the, the ground might be a bit better. But, you know, you can't have Brisbane Broncos playing anywhere but Suncorp, can we? Um, next bit of news, um, yeah, and Simon said Napier game's still going ahead. As far as I'm aware, it's still going ahead, and Richie's there right now and not swimming, yeah. so. I've, I've um, driven past the stadium a few times in the past few days, and it's, um, it's looking good. Yeah. Um, next one was a bit interesting. I, I looked at it today, Richie. Um, the Hammer, um, from the Dolphins, not the Hammer from Ruin Hammer, he's on the verge of history. Um, he scored at least one try in all six matches for the Dolphins this season. If he scores tomorrow night, he'll break the consecutive try score record set by, what's his name, Horry Miller, who was an Eastern Suburbs winger, and that record was set in 1908. Yep, I so, remember when um, that happened. Okay, putting, putting your money on the table now, Richie, does he break that record tomorrow, or does he not score a try? Mate, I would not back against him the way he's been going so far. Uh yeah, I think he's got chance. eight. I think he's got eight tries this year out of six games. So 
Yeah, yes, um, eight out yeah. of six. Yeah, and I saw, um, do we play the Broncos in Napier? Yeah, we do. Um, it's it's our game against the Broncos, so um, should be a good clash. And then um, the last bit of news before we get into signings and injuries and all that, the Panthers, um, they could lose another star, Richie. And Jerome Luai and Dylan Edwards are both free to sign with other clubs on the 1st of November, and there's rumours that Penrith aren't going to be able to retain both of them. Um, they already spent a lot of money on re-signing Fisher-Harris, Cleary, Isaiah, Brian Do'o, and Moses Leota. So um, they basically said Dylan Edwards is on quite a quite a, um, a cheap contract, and with how he's performing, he's obviously going to want a bump. And Jerome Luai could probably get quite a lot of money for his services. So do you think they're going to keep them both? Are they going to take cuts or if you had to pick one which one would you keep well i'm not sure if they'll both be willing to take cuts like you say edwards will probably be he, he's probably worth more than what he's on on now given the way he's gone the past couple of years um and like mark said i'd be i'd be shoulder tapping edwards any day of the week he's to stay that as he's we saw it on the weekend. He's he's a freak, that guy. He's just super consistent, and I think yeah, without Edwards there, that would um, they'd find him very hard to replace. Yeah, I'm on the Edwards bandwagon as well. I think they they get more out of him. I think as long as you've got Cleary, you can make do with someone else in the halves with him. Um, yeah, but if you had Cleary and Jerome, you you're missing someone at the fullback. Um, I see. And then, um, yeah, Hammer said something about Gavin Cooper and then Paul's done some research. So Gavin Cooper in round 25, he became the first forward to score a try in nine straight games. Um, so apparently that's a record. So NRL, I, I don't know what they're doing if they're saying Hammer. I think it's probably because he's a forward and the NRL doesn't acknowledge forwards and the great work they do. Um, so... Um, Maybe it's, yeah. that was round twenty-five, so maybe it's the opening round from 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 game number one. I don't know. Yeah, Could I'll be. look into it further later on. You know, um, we'll find out. But um, it could have been a thing where it, yeah, I don't know. Maybe his games weren't all in like the top grade. I don't know. Um, but yeah, well done, Gavin Cooper. Um, and then, so that was really all the news we had, Richie. There wasn't a lot, but I do have signings. Um, Wayne Bennett's done a Wayne Bennett special and he signed um, Max Plath. He's a half um, on a three-year deal. He's the son of um, John Plath, who played a lot for um, the Broncos. And um, Max has actually spent 12 weeks training with the Broncos and was looked set to join them. <laughs> Honestly, Richie. Um, um, yeah, he was set to, set to join um, the Broncos. But um, Bennett's pounced on him because um, they currently have a halves injury crisis. So, um, why you come back, Richie? <laughs> what's your take on um, what's your take on Max signing? Don't know a lot uh, about him, to be honest. So I know nothing about him. Is a good chance for me to? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And um, Paul, Paul, for people just listening, Paul's cleared up the, the record. So it's for a new team. 
um, not our current team. So that's why Gavin Cooper's one still there. So this is for a team brand new to a competition. So um, that's the record um, Ham is going for. So um, fingers crossed for him. But yeah, I think it's a, a good signing for Bennett and the Dolphins. Um, they currently got a lot of injuries in that halves area. This kid apparently was, you know, the next big thing um, coming through. The Broncos really wanted him, but it's not like he's going to be playing first grade for the Broncos this year, where he actually probably has a chance of making an appearance for the Dolphins with their current injuries. Um, so, yeah, well done. And, um, yeah, if anyone can get um, potential out of a young player, it's going to be Bennett. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Then before we get into, I saw we had a thing about Kakao, we're getting into injuries soon, but some NRLW um, signings, just a couple. Um, Jasmine Peters has signed a three-year deal with the Cowboys. Uh, Tamika Upton's extended her stay with the Knights until the end of 2027. And Indigenous All-Stars captain Quincy Dodd has been announced as the Sharks' first official signing. So, um I still don't know as much about them as I'd like, but it's great to see Upton staying with the Knights because she's one of the best uh, runners of the ball in the NRLW. And, um, yeah, I think if the rumours that we talked about a few weeks ago about Millie Boyle leaving the Knights potentially, they really didn't want to lose both. So it's good they've got at least one and hopefully they can convince Millie to stay as well. But any thoughts on, on the NRLW signings? Yeah, you you're right. That's a good retention for for the Knights. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm gonna need a chart. <laughs> it's been busy. Yeah. Um. All right. So injuries now. There's a lot, um, which is probably why we're a bit lucky there weren't as many uh, news stories. Um, there's a huge list, including Kakao, who was just added today. Um, I've got him further down the list um, just because it was new. But um, Jaden Braley, the, the captain of the Knights, his season is over after suffering his second ACL injury in three years. Tiger Adam Dewey's season is also over. I think there were some people saying he might come back towards the end, but all the news I saw, he, it was over. Um, he's also injured his ACL for the third time in his career. Um What's your take on those two? I think it's a big loss um, for both teams. Um, you know, Jaden Braley, you know, is quite integral to the Knights, and Adam Dewey at times is sometimes the only good player for the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah you nailed that. Um, yeah, Braley can't catch a break, mate. That's that's a terrible one for the Knights, and he, he means a lot to that team. Uh, likewise with Dewey, he's a pretty big cog in a otherwise disappointing team so it's things just going from bad to worse for the Tigers actually starting to feel a bit sorry for them yeah um and then Griffin Neem from the Cowboys he's going to be out for at least two months after getting a throat injury I did have the uh the medical term but I couldn't pronounce it so I didn't put it on here because I don't want to look completely stupid but um yeah it's some something in the throat doesn't look good um and then the Bulldogs um already quite depleted but they've lost josh at for eight weeks <laughs> technical term it doesn't look good it doesn't look good that's my technical <laughs> term 
<laughs> um, the throat is quite a it's quite a sore spot for people. Um, yeah, Josh Adokai, he's got eight weeks after getting a syndesmosis injury. Um, and then, as announced today, um, Viliami Kakao has ruptured his pec at training and will require surgery and be gone for two months. So eight weeks for Adokai, two months for Kakao. It's not great for the Bulldogs, who already lost so many players. Yeah, that's big for the dogs. Unfortunately, they were, you know, they they look more promising this year. So, uh, hopefully, mm. they can show show some heart and resilience and still churn out a couple wins even without those guys because they're, they're pretty a couple of pretty big losses. Yeah, and then um, the Warriors are kind of getting a bit of that bad luck like the Bulldogs. Um, Tamari Martin is going to miss eight weeks with a fractured fibula. Uh, fibula. Sorry, um, wanted to bring it up. We might talk about it in the review. The tackle that happened to him, do you think that was a hip drop? No. No? I, okay. I, I don't think I, a lot I, of these I was leaning towards are, it. I mean, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being, maybe you're rubbing off on me, Brad, but even looking at some of the ones over the past couple of weeks, Obviously, the uh, Fanukin and Neokore ones. Uh, I don't know, man. I, it's just they look like accidents to me. They don't look like uh, intentional, yeah. an intentional play to to do an injury or anything like that. It doesn't look like foul play. Yeah, no. no, yeah, I'm not. I'm not accusing Phoenix Crossland of trying to be a, a grub. Um, but yeah, it's disappointing. He had just c- come back and now he's gone again. Um, it's going to be interesting eight weeks with the Warriors to see what they do. Um, I know we've got Dylan Walker named in the halves right now. If that's going to be what happens for the next eight weeks, time will tell. But, um, yeah, disappointing for Tamari Martin. Um, but the um, next one, we've got the Raiders. Jordan Rapana's missing this week's game after his brutal head knock, which caused a massive gash. Um, it was horrible to see, but it was quite impressive. Um, yeah. But he's, yeah, just going to be rested. Um, Wade Egan, Fletcher Baker, and Thomas Fletcher have all been stood down as per the 11-day protocol as well. Um, so what's your take on uh, Rapana um, splurting blood everywhere, which yeah. was not the, the nicest thing to watch on TV? Um, and then, yeah, um, yeah, all the stand-downs. Uh, yeah, the, Rap- the Jordan R- Rapina one was not pretty. I kind of likened it to um, Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren in UFC. Um, it, yeah, it was ugly. The moment that knee made contact, his, his head just started pouring like a tap. Um, interested to uh, to get your thoughts on if you thought it was a penalty. I don't think it was like, a penalty. Um, yeah. No, that one's not a thug life one, Paul. It was a complete accident. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I yeah, I thought the Broncos were hard done by with that. But, yeah, I think if the, the injury to Rapana didn't happen, it would have been play on, it would have been a knock on, and then the Broncos probably would have won that game, in all honesty. But, yeah, um, I think Gus mentioned it on one of his shows where he said, you know, when there's an accident on the field, there shouldn't always be a punishment to the the player because sometimes accidents are just accidents. Um, 
but the NRL always does this. I go a few years back where um, Josh Curran got Simbin for a head clash. Um, yeah. And like, it's just because it was contact to the head, even though it was just an accidental head clash. So I, I don't know. Um, I I also think that if he, he didn't cop a knee to the head, he don't, doesn't knock the ball on because the knee pretty much knocks him out. Yeah. Otherwise, he would hold the ball. True. So that's, that's another angle. Fine. Yeah. Typical, typical back in your, your little defense there. Um, I'm, I'm back in the props. So, um, yeah, and I see, um, some more metalhead answered our question about Metcalf for us. Um, yeah, he's back in around four weeks. He's currently in the U S. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a good point. Um, we've talked a lot about, um, like Seagulls and Storm sending their superstars to America to get better. It's actually really good to see the Warriors doing it for one of their guys that hasn't made his debut for the club yet. Um, they're investing in a young player um, and trying to make sure he gets the best. So I'm hoping that it, it does him well because he's had a, a fair string of injuries with the hamstring in his career already, and uh, we don't mm. want that to be an ongoing problem. Yeah. Um, any more takes on the injuries before we move on to Naughty Boy Corner? Uh, not really, mate. It's just been been crazy for the injuries this year. It's just the, the trend continuing. Yeah. It seems yeah. like it seems like most teams other than maybe the, the Broncos are missing multiple, multiple players. I think the Panthers are fine too. Um but yeah, Naughty Boy Corner, there's yeah, one. Yeah, and the Panthers. We've got only one this week. Um, Francis Molo has been banned for three weeks for a grade two careless high tackle. Um, what do you... I, I think it's probably deserved. Um, it wasn't that pretty. Um, but yeah, it... No, it wasn't that pretty. And I'm, I'm not sure if he had priors either, but um, probably worthy of a grade two. Yeah. So um, that's it. We only had one. So um, we may as well get into round six, Richie. Um, be interesting to see how this goes with your with your lag, but um, I'll get I the know, ru- I know. I'll get the rundown off you for the uh, Storms twenty eight eight win over the Roosters. Yep, I'll try and make it brief then. Uh, five tries to one for the Storm. Xavier Coates got a hat trick. Nick Meany and and Cam Munster with the tries. One try to Jackson Jackson Polo to the Roosters. Easy as that. Easy. Um, so I'll go first. Um, my thoughts on the Storm. Um, they look dangerous here. Having both Munster and Hughes back unlock their attack against a poor defense. And they just had a field day hitting form just in time for Anzac Day. Um, what was your thoughts on the Storm? Yeah, more like the Storm we all know and not really love, but like the Storm we all know. Um, with Hughes back, it, it looks like it's unleashed Munster even more, who... Yeah, he was having a field day. He looked like a man on a mission there. Yeah. And your thoughts on the Roosters? I thought they were really let down by Victor Radley, who's who's one of their senior players now. And his sin binning was a silly late hit, really. Like, wasn't, it's a beautiful hit. Wasn't, it, it was, but it was very late. <laughs> and yes, while he was often. While he was off in the Sinbin, they conceded three tries, and that's pretty much game, set, match. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've got here that I thought the, the Roosters looked undercooked. They made 14 errors, missed 42 tackles. 
It was um, both a shocking and surprising night um, for the Roosters for me, um, but we all know they're going to bounce back um, probably in a couple of weeks' time when they uh, come to Mount Smart. Um, I see it's going to be an ongoing theme tonight, but I think we've picked the same player that stood out in a lot of the games. Um, so I'm going to spoil who you put, but um, I've selected Cam Munster, just like what you said earlier, um, having Hughes back. It kind of really um, opened it up for him to be a bit more free. Going to be real interesting to see what happens this week because he's moved to fullback. Um, but yeah, I thought he had a great night. So um, what were your extra thoughts on Munster? You said it all, man. It's yeah, just, just what I do. Mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So first game on Friday, uh, you want to give me the rundown. This might take you a bit longer. Uh, for the Rabbitohs mm. beating the Bulldogs 50-16. to 16. Yep, nine tries to three. Uh, Cam Murray, Latrell Mitchell got a hat-trick. Campbell Graham got a hat-trick. Jacob Host, Cody Walker, I believe that was all. Uh, three tries for the yep. Bulldogs. Jake Averillo, Maddie, Maddie Burton got a double. Yeah, and um, I'm going to sound like the old man screaming at the sky, but the Rabbitohs still keep making too many errors. They made 13 in this game. Um but they showed that when the ball sticks, they can score some outrageous tries, which they did. Some of those tries should not have ever happened. Um, one of the best attacking sides in the comp, but, man, they've got to fix that error rate because you're not going to be playing a depleted team every week. Um, but, yeah, thoroughly deserved the win. I- I'm not taking that away. It's just, yeah, I want to see the errors come down. Um, your points on it? Yeah, I'm the same, mate. You'd love to see that error rate come down because – when they click and get hot, uh, they can go crazy. And they piled on the points in, in a hot final 20. Hat-tricks to Traumit and Campbell Graham. Um, they really poured it on. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Bulldogs? Just a bridge too far for them with with the, the squad. Yeah. Being so depleted, uh, be in the game for as long as as they were, but yeah, just blew out in the final twenty. Yeah, um, I've kind of put something similar. I just said that they were really feeling the pressure with all their injuries, and it kind of imploded here. When that car went down, you know, he's their strike weapon. Um, they were just never really in the fight. It's go. I think it's going to be a rough few months for them until they get all hands back on deck, um, which is. is Good, I guess, for the teams around them on the ladder, but it's going to be it's going to be hard for them. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm actually feeling sorry for them. Um, but yeah, and your player was the same as me. But I'll let you go first. Um, who was your player that stood out? Latrell Mitchell, um, king of Trellian Stadium. He's um, finally found a bit of try scoring form and and you know got involved in the action a bit. Was, he's to make Cody Walker pick up his act over the past couple of weeks, so it's nice to see Latrell um, get in on the action. Yeah. Is he a bit of a Mitch Moses, though, in a flat-track bully, where when he goes up against a tougher team, say this week, um, who are they playing? They're playing the Dolphins. Is he going to go back into a shell and do no work again? I can't say he's a flat-track bully, because I've seen him win grand finals. I've seen him dominate in the Origin Arena, so... I wouldn't go that far, but I think he's just had a quieter than normal starts of the year. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll see if he can keep that form up. But next game, the the last game on Friday, um, the game that ruined Paul's multi before it even started, 
Um, Dolphins versus Cowboys. Dolphins 32, Cowboys 22. Um, all right, did you pick this one, Paul? Sorry, I'm bringing you into the conversation. Did you have this on the multi? Yeah, you did. Bad call. Shouldn't have done it. But um, you want to give me the rundown, uh, Richie? Sure thing. Six tries to four. For the Dolphins, Jermaine Isako Gray. Tabby Waifado grabbing a double. Tabby Waifado got a double. Tom Gilbert got the other one. Four tries for the Cowboys. Kyle felt got two. Cohen Hess and Valentine Holmes. Yeah, so um, Dolphins surprised me here. Um, all three of us didn't pick them to win this. Um, they came out swinging in that first half. And with Ozako and the hammer firing on all cylinders, they're a dangerous attacking side. I thought they let the foot off in the second half, um, which may be my only issue with their performance. But um, they've been a great story this year. And, um, yeah, thoroughly surprised and happy for them to perform the way they are. But uh, your take on the Dolphins? Yeah, again, uh, same as you. I'm really impressed. I think they probably ruined a lot of multis this week, but um, people might start stop doubting them. Uh, the first half blitz... Five first half tries just set up the win. They were they were too hot for a long period there for the Cowboys. Yeah, and um, your thoughts on the Cowboys? I think they stemmed the tide somewhat in the second with two tries to one in the second half, but um, the damage was already done. It's another poor loss from the Cowboys at home. Yeah, um, I've got that. They just lacked execution. They made too many errors, and I think... Um, I'm speaking speaking out of tune, but I think they, they took the Dolphins lightly, um, like we all did when we picked against them. Um, they'll be looking for redemption this week, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, disappointing for the Cowboys. Um, that I can't remember how many games they've lost at home this year now. They've lost to the Dolphins and the Warriors at home. There might be another one, maybe. I'm not sure. But it's not good. Uh, it's not good for you to, to lose at your home ground, um, especially after the form they had last year. Uh, who was your player that stood out? Uh, put Jermaine Isako. I thought he's... I think he's he's always been sort of a rocks and diamonds kind of a player, but Wayne Bennett's sort of really got him humming, and he's scoring lots of tries. He's he's um, kicking goals. I, I, I think he's leading the NRL in points at the moment, and this was going up against the guy who I predicted would be the leading point scorer Val Holmes and he's just yeah he's playing so well so happy for Jermaine yeah circle. yeah I've, I've gone the same he's really developed well and he's played his best football with Wayne Bennett as his coach so um I, I don't want to say I'm not surprised that we've seen him better but um yeah it's just great um I've always I've always had a soft spot for him um and great mm. to see him actually get it playing in some good form again um next game Panthers doing what Panthers do, defeating the Seagulls forty-four to twelve. Um, your rundown of this one: seven tries to two for the Panthers. Dylan Edwards scored four. Brian Tuttle got one. Scotty Sorensen and Nathan Cleary two tries for Manly. Jason Saab and Tommy Turbo. That was the scoring. Yeah, and um, I said it last week, but 
the old Panthers are back. Um, this looked like a training run for them, which I think is the comment I made almost every game for them last year. Um, Cleary directed the side well, and everyone did their job, and it was just an outstanding display from the reigning premiers. Um, your thoughts on the on the Panthers? Yeah, I think it's another massive warning shot that they've fired. Um, they they did last week. They've done it again. Um, yeah, another first half onslaught um, set them up. They it saw them easily dispatch of Manly. Manly were looking out of sorts there. Yeah, and any further comments on Manly? Yeah, I mean, I just think they should be concerned off the back of that performance. That's two weeks in a row. That now they've conceded a really good amount of points this week, even worse than last. And um, yeah, I think they're just from from how they started the year, and they sort of raised people's expectations. But now they've just started leaking far too many points for their liking. I bet. Yeah, I've kind of got the same. I said I, they just never really got into the contest. They made a few mistakes. Um, but I think their biggest issue um, was they just struggled to find a way through Penrith's defence, which I think is going to be an ongoing theme for every team we talk about that yeah. plays the Panthers. Um, their defensive stats are better than last year, and last year they were impeccable with their defence. Um, so, yeah, rough night for the Seagulls, and I don't know if it's going to get any easier um, when they play the Storm this week. But um, your player of the day? Uh, Dylan Edwards. Uh, I think you're going to go the same way. He's just ridiculous, yep. man. Hardly ever see him make a mistake. He's always seems to make the right decision. And, yeah, four tries, so hard to go past him. Yeah, same. Four tries, um, kind of hard to pick anyone else when you do something like that. And, yeah, he's just um, he's just a... An amazing player for them um you know he's not he's not getting the ticker tape parade like the clearies and all that but um i feel like that team doesn't play as well without him there so yeah great performance from him but next game on saturday um massive upset the raiders defeating the broncos 20 to 14 um your run down here i did enjoy this one uh it was three tries apiece for the Raiders, Jordan Rapino grabbed the double. Albert Hopawati grabbed the other one. For the Broncos, Salon Cobo, Jordan Ricky, and Jesse Arthurs were the try scorers. Yeah, and um, my notes I've got here, so it was just a gritty performance by the Raiders. Um, they weren't flashy by any stretch, but they did dig deep and get the job done, which is what they needed after last week's performance. Um, we're behind in most stats, but they showed heart and were rewarded for it. So, um, yeah, thoroughly impressive. Um, your thoughts on the Raiders? I just thought they they ambushed the Broncos. They, they brought more energy and enthusiasm than the Broncos did, particularly in the first half. But, um, yeah, really big win for them to upset the competition leaders. And, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be a good boost for their confidence. Your take on the Broncos? Uh, so they outscored the Raiders two tries to one in the second 40 and had a great chance to set up a thrilling finish, but but for the controversial penalty against Marty Tapel, uh, which allowed the Raiders to pull off the upset. Yeah, um, I've gone on a little bit of a rant here, so um, I'll try to condense it down a bit. As it. Broncos looked like they were going to scrape through and keep their winning streak alive, but they made silly errors. The biggest one um, was Reese Walsh blowing a certain try. Um, he was yeah. over the try line, but he decided to try a fancy flick pass. 
um, it's um, I think they really just showed up expecting to win and um, they couldn't cope with a team that was desperate to win. So, um, yeah, I, it may have opened a little bit of um, a weakness maybe in the Bulldogs, uh, not Bulldogs, the Broncos, sorry. We are, they're very young and you kind of see the attitude maybe when it gets into these situations, maybe they're not always going to come out on the right side of it. Um, still think they're going to go have a fantastic season, but um, yeah, I I think this is a game that they they should have easily won and they just didn't. Um, your player of the day. Uh, before I before I shout out my player of the day, did you enjoy Rapina giving Reese Walsh a bit of a spray then? Oh, always, always. after his try. Yeah. I did, yes. It was is, is Suncorp now Canberra's house? For now, for this week. Um, yeah, for this week. Um, okay, so my player that stood out, it's just a bit of a sentimental pick, but I, I put Jared Croker, not not because he was the best player in the park, but just to come back from the adversity he's come back from. It's his first game in first grade for, I don't even know how long, but it's been ages, and... Um, I thought he looked after Katoni Staggs really well and and kicked his goals as well, which ended up being being a bunt. Yep, I picked the same. Um, it was a hundred percent goal kicking. Hasn't been back for I can't can't remember what round he played last last year. Um, first night back and you're marking Katoni Staggs. It's not an easy night, and I think he did more than well. And um, hopefully. I know he's been picked again this week, but hopefully it, he can stick in the side enough to get his 300 games because he thoroughly deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next game on Saturday, we had the Titans defeating the Dragons 20-18. to 18. Uh, You want to give us the rundown here? You bet. Three tries apiece for the Titans, Jaden Campbell, Philip Sami, and Toby Sexton. For the Dragons, Zach Lomax, uh, Ravalawa, and Ben Hunt. Um, I was gleefully texting you at the 73rd minute mark when Ben Hunt scored. <laughs> I, I went off too early because the Titans ended up pulling it back and getting the win. Yes, um, I was on the edge of my seat and um, have never been happier for Toby Sexton in all my life. Um, but yeah, the Titans, <laughs> their defense still needs a lot of work. We've talked about it a lot that they... Um, They've got to get over this approach of just trying to outscore their opponents by scoring more, not by preventing the other team from scoring. Um, but they took their moments well and got the job done. Um, they'll all be buying beers for uh, Tanner Boyd. As his boot got them home, essentially, um, he was 100% at the kicking tee. Um, your take on the Titans, though? Yeah, I thought it was a gritty, very gritty win and a, a big win for the Titans in a real arm wrestle. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Without, without frontline players like Foran and Brimson, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really good result at home. At home, and you know, you don't want to be losing too many of those arm wrestles as we've seen with the Warriors over the past couple of years. Yeah, now your thoughts on the Dragons? Uh, they'll be really disappointed to concede late and let that result slip. Uh, ben Hunt, Ben Hunt did a really good job to score a try and to take the lead with seven to play, and the game was seesawing pretty much the whole game. So. Like I said earlier, I, I went off a bit early and I thought I thought the Dragons were home, but yeah, they'll be disappointed to let that one slide. Yeah, and I've got um, the Dragons, they look set to break my heart, um, but they cost themselves with some poor errors early on and then they switched off after that final try. When Ben Hunt went over, I think they thought the game was over. And yeah. um, that that just dropping um, your, your focus for a couple of minutes at the end can cost you, which is what happened here. And it could be a game that they regret um, letting slip later on in the year. Um, your player that stood out? Uh, I put Philip Sami actually. Um, scored a really nice try and 275 run metres and a few line breaks. So um, I thought he was he was big. Yeah, I had the same, for the same reasons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, he just looked dangerous all the time. Um, yeah. Fantastic player, just a shame he's in the Titans. He could be a great player at another club, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Next game. Um, Tough one. Knights defeating the Warriors, 34-24. You want to give us the rundown of this? Yep. Uh, six tries to four in the Knights' favour. Um, Dominic Young, Greg Marzu got two. Tyson Frizzell, Phoenix Crossland, and Kurt Mann. Four tries to the Warriors. Adam Pompey... With two, Edward Cossey and Jackson Ford were the try scorers. Yeah, so um, I actually did a live stream with Ruin Hammer for this game. So if anyone watched that, they could slowly see my heartbreak as the game went on. Um, but yeah, Knights had a dream start and their back three were deadly all night. Um, you know, Young, Maju and Miller. Um, that's a very dangerous back three. At the best of times, great effort from them to defuse a Warriors comeback in the second half as well. You know, it kind of looked like the Warriors were going to do it for the second week in a row, but they, you know, managed to stop that. Get the first team to score in the final 20 minutes against the Warriors this year. Um, and um, I still think they look better without Ponga. Um, what's your take on the Knights? Yeah, I thought they played really well, mate. They were they were able to make us pay for our poor discipline early on, and um, you know they it turned out to be an unassailable lead that they were able to build. You know, with them taking advantage of our poor discipline and, and edge defense early, so um, they were able to kick back out too after after we looked like we were making a fight back. So without without Ponga and losing Braley. Uh, think they're, they're doing really well yeah and your thoughts on the warriors i kind of just said it but poor discipline and edge defense early on really hurt our chances um 
you know we're not gonna we're not gonna pull back twenty point leads every week. So no. to start something, we really need to address. But it's not all doom and gloom. I, I think we still showed a strong fight back despite another bad night of injuries. So um, we're not we're not just thrown in the towel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got my note. It was slow starts continue to derail the Warriors. They showed heart and improved second half without Egan and TNM. Proud of the fight, but if they don't sort out those starts, it could get messy, especially when you look at like the next four or five weeks and the games they have to play. If they let um, these slow starts um, affect them in those games, it's not going to be great. Um, your player that stood out, um, I might fight you on it, but who who was it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought all, most of the Knights were good. Uh, obviously, Dom Young, I think Tyson Frizzell was great. Uh, Jackson Hastings, but I wanted to bring up this fella, Adam Pompey. A little controversially, I don't think he was the best player on the field at all. The reason I think he stood out was because he's just so Jekyll and, Jekyll and Hyde. He he made made a handling error in the first half. He he was the lead runner that caused the obstruction on Nickel Clockstar's try. And then what does he do in the second half? He Scores two tries, sets up Kossi's try, uh, footwork. He can be ridiculous, but it's just the the um, the negative things you want him to weed out of there. Ridiculous. I want to strike this from the record, Paul. Adam Pompey does not deserve it's, that. It, it does say who, players that stood out, not players that played the best. True. That is true. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, Pompey, he... On the live stream, I was saying, like, early on in that game, he was my warrior to improve for my review that I was writing the next day. But he did some good things in this that took him away from getting that. It's He's an enigma. I think that's all you can really say. I just don't, I don't understand what goes on in his head and why he can be the worst player on the field and then a game-breaker all in the space of five minutes. Um, but, yeah, I didn't go with that because I have a liquor sense. Um, I went with Chan's nickel poster. Um, I thought he was just, he's just, um, yeah, and Mikey said he's just like Christian Nunu, which is, I think, a comparison we had on our show um, when I did it with Ruin Hammer, saying he's just like that. But yeah, Chan's, I thought he was another outstanding um, performance from him. He just gets in there and works, and, you know, he, he had to go in and play in the, at six for a bit when injuries happen. And I thought he did a good enough job when he went in there, set up a nice try for Jackson Ford. And, um, yeah, he's just a battler. And, um, yeah, I I always love a battler. He, he's, um, yeah, I think I did mention it last week and I mentioned in my review, um, he's got heart for days and I'll take that over uh, any superstar um, there is. So, yeah, fantastic performance from him. Um takes us to the last game probably the game that no one really wanted to watch and i don't think many people did um but the eels defeating the tigers 28 22 you want to give us the rundown there yep it was five tries to four clint gutherson will penicini bryce cartwright mike acevo grabbing two four tries for the tigers Stafford tour asuka poa brent naden and junior tupo so um Bit closer than some people were picking, Brad. 
Yeah, um, I've got here the Eels almost collapsed the Tigers like they did last season. If you remember, they they had that one yep. point loss to the the Tigers. Um, there's just a lack of consistency with the Eels that makes them a tough team to pick each week. Um, a game, this game didn't really fill me with confidence in what they can do, but I'm sure I said that last season when they lost the Tigers and look where they ended up in the grand finals. So you just never know. They just need some consistency. But um, your take on the Eels? Yeah, I thought they hung on against the, a brave Tigers side. I think ultimately Mitchell Moses's kicking game proved a big difference, setting up most of the Paris tries. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, your thoughts, um, or my thoughts on the Tigers were really just close, but no cigar. They did look better, um, but they just couldn't ice their opportunities. We're going to need to see if this is the start of them improving or if it was a one-off when they returned from the bye um, that they get yeah. this week. Um, we both picked the same guy, um, but your player that stood out? Mitch Moses. Yeah, for the reasons probably. I already said. Yeah, Fletcher. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, he his kicking was on point, and um, he was, yeah, dare say if he wasn't out there, the Tigers get the upset here. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that was round six. So what have we got first, Paul? Do you have the tips or the ladder? We've got the ladder. So since um, Simon and Richie picked the same as me, we keep the same. We got five out of eight. Um, we got three games wrong. Uh, games we got wrong were the Dolphins beating the Cowboys, the Raiders beating the Broncos, and the Knights beating the Warriors. Um, so Simon's still ahead, 28 out of 48. Richie is second, 26 out of 48. And then I'm at the bottom, 24 out of 48. So still a tight contest. Hopefully there's some different picks this week so we get um, a bit more movement. Um but yeah, well done, guys. So I'm proving that you know more than me. Um, you want to bring up the ladder there, Paul? No, well, I was going to say, with, with, with all you guys picking all the same, um, I kind of, uh, we've shown it already, but we went for the uh, the multi on uh, showing how, uh, on and uh, look, upsets, two two big upsets in there that um, that I don't think people, um, yeah, the people obviously didn't, didn't see coming, so careful with your gambling folks because it's uh, not as predictable as as, uh, as as these guys seem to think yeah, yeah. Um, clearly <laughs> yeah so you picked the top eight uh you said the top eight last week so i'm gonna uh, I'll, I'll let you do it again because simon's given me his picks so you read out right. the top eight richie number one unfortunately brisbane broncos still uh penrith panthers big movers they're up to second now melbourne storm Again, big movers up to third. So now that now the top four is starting to look like a traditional top four. <laughs> uh, Dolphins still hanging in there, and number four, Warriors number five, Gold Coast in sixth, Roosters in seventh, Newcastle move up to eighth. Yep, and then uh, the bottom of the barrels we got Manly at ninth, uh, Rabbitohs a tenth, Cronulla eleventh, St George twelfth. Still going down, which is good to see. Bulldogs are 13th. Parramatta has got up to 14th. Cowboys have gone down to 15th. Raiders stay the same at 16th. And Tigers stay the same at 17th. But they will get two points this week, Richie, because they get the bye. But yeah, like you said, like you said, that top four is starting to look like a top four that you would normally expect. Um, I dare say we'll probably see the Roosters probably continue to climb. 
Um, hopefully the Warriors don't keep falling, um, but they do have a brutal month coming up. Um, mm. And yeah, like Simon said, it's been a good season for Queensland teams so far. Yeah. Um, when you look, we, we were apart from the Cowboys, but that's why they got the Dolphins in there now. They knew at least one team was going to slip, so they needed another one in there. So, um, yeah, thoroughly um, good there. But we'll go to questions now. Um, were there any questions, Paul, from anyone there? Uh, no, not any questions from the uh, from the live chat. Oh, good. So I think yeah, we answered. Yeah, I think the only main one was the Metcalf one, which we answered. Um, your one first. Your one's a bit of a doozy. Um, so oh, yeah, you, you let me know. Yeah, sorry, Brad. Um, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on why the Warriors have started so poorly in each of their matches so far this year? And what do you think could be a potential solution for that? for that issue um i have a lot of thoughts on why they're starting poorly i don't know if any of them are correct um they yeah i i just it seems they don't seem to start poorly the same way every week which makes it harder um mm. but uh, i know andrew webster kind of came out and said that they kind of start matches a bit too um, gung-ho and they get pinged yeah. a bit early with penalties. Um, there's a bit of that. Um, I think it's mainly the Ford pack. Um, they've got a traditionally smaller pack now, and I think the, the smaller pack doesn't hold up against those big boys right at the start, but they come back in the second half when the big boys are tired, and that's why we're seeing them get better as the game progresses instead of the other way. Where um, how you fix that, I I don't really know. It's not like you can make Jazz Tavanger and Dylan Walker gain some weight. Um, I don't know. They they need to fix something. Um, of course, you I can. just don't know more what pies, it is. More pies, more pies. Well, I know that's all Jazz was talking about when he was stuck in Australia about looking forward to coming back to New Zealand having real pies. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. It's going to be. Um, it's. Whoever can tell the answer to fix this will be the million-dollar man that the Warriors will pay lots of money for. And, yeah, like Jack has said, two keen just need to settle. Um, I think that's it. They Maybe they get amped. Um, I know she doesn't watch, but I'll, I'll put my nana on there. I was at my nana's last night, as I am most Tuesdays, as you know, Richie, and she basically yeah. said the Warriors need to pretend to start the game half an hour early. Um, so by the time kickoff's off, they're already ready to go. Uh, don't know how you do that, but that's her idea. Um, but yeah, you got any thoughts on it? I didn't. I just really on, on the back pitch and uh, have them a run out against the boys who aren't or starting for, for 10 exactly. minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I didn't uh, really answer your question, but you want to answer it? Well, I I think Andrew Webster, when he said, Yeah, we're starting a bit keen, I think he's onto something there. Um, I think that we haven't started incredibly poorly in all the matches we've seen against Newcastle they scored one and like in round one that is we were able to bounce back pretty quickly um hmm. it's only really the last two weeks where it's been back to back to back tries we've conceded at the start and makes it look a lot worse and I also think that maybe not having Torhu Harris and Mitchie Barnett out there a couple of yeah. cool heads to to you know keep everything calm it might be making a big difference there as well that might be the first time anyone's ever called Mitchell Barnett a cool head. I know. Oh, an experienced <laughs> head. There you go. An experienced yeah. head. Not, not not, so cool, maybe. Yeah. 
Okay, so, so so what do we think the coach's superpower is that he's that, that he's managed to turn around a team from last year to this year? Is it is is, is part of it his inspirational speeches before the game? Is he maybe he's just too good at that, um, and maybe the boys are just too wound up, or maybe as you, as you said, um, it's it's been the latter games. Maybe it's the fact that they know they're good, they know they want to run, they want to keep it going. Um, these aren't bad things necessarily. But those, no. I, mean, I don't know, I'm throwing two things out there. Obviously, we're not in that changing room. We don't hear and see what he says, but um, a couple of just a couple of thoughts. Yeah, I think Webbs has come out himself and said he's not one for big speeches. So I don't know if it's that. In terms of him, what he's done to turn this team around, um, he just seems to know what he's doing. No disrespect to Nathan Brown, but Nathan Brown always looked like a possum in the headlights whenever you talk to him. And it was always cloaks and daggers where, um, they were never really trying to let you in on what they were doing. Where Webster seems very straight up, and if he's straight up to the fans, and and Richie's gone, um, but yeah, if he's if he's um, straight up to us as fans and the media, he will be straight up with the players, and I think that's what they get. And um, yeah, he's just he's completely surprised me. Um, I was a bit nervous about him. Um, when they announced it. And um, like I said, changed edge players. Um, yeah, I think some of the players that he's managed to get in, I think have done wonders. Um, but yeah, that was it. Did you have anything? Um, and yeah, Jack, to be honest, Brown's not a first grade coach. Yeah, I, yeah. And um, there was actually an interesting um, interview I read where when Nathan Brown got the job, I don't know if you got to read it, Um Cameron George and the Warriors wanted Andrew Webster back then. Um, and they had a conversation, but Webster kind of said he wasn't ready yet. So he's like, keep me in mind. Um, I don't think he said it in a way was like, well, Brown's not going to last when you sack him and talk to me. But he was like, keep me in mind. I am interested, but I need to learn a bit more. And that was just before he went to Penrith. Um, so I like the fact that the club was already looking at him that long ago. Um so yeah, um, he's got he's shown a lot of promise, and yeah, hopefully if things don't go bad um, in this season, they don't throw him out. I don't think they will, but um, I always get nervous if the Warriors start to get the shaky wheels that the management at the club just starts sacking everybody. Um, but yeah, what's what do you think Webster brings to the table, Richie? I, I just what you said right there at the end. I actually like the fact that. Um, he acknowledged that he, he might not have been ready and allowed himself to go develop in a great system at the Panthers. I think um, we're probably getting a better version of him now than if we approached him back then and, and ended up getting him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just think we, we, we look like we have an idea this year, whereas under Nathan Brown, we looked absolutely clueless. Um, poor old Stacey inherited that for the rest of the season and um, not a lot he could have done really he tried his best but we look united we look like we have a plan we're working towards so um, I don't believe we're going to win every game um, it's a hard thing to do in the NRL but f- so far we've ex- well exceeded my, my expectations yeah um, yeah. as I said last week I predicted a 2-8 and eight record at round 10 um we're already better than that right now so yep. um 
yeah, very happy. But my question for you, there's been plenty of fan discussion about Bunty Afoa's form recently. Can you think of a reason for his low minutes and low output? I know Webster has said a few things um, this week, and there's been a lot of um, switched on fans that have had their own ideas, but um, I wanted to see if I could throw you under the bus with this one. Yeah, the prop asking me to dip my toe into prop world, that's, um, <laughs> yeah, here we go, I'll give it my best. Um, I don't think Bunty R4's ever been a big output guy in terms of minutes. Um, he's always sort of been that guy who'd come off the bench and have a couple big runs off of kickoffs and, you know, a couple of hit-ups off the back fence, but... If you look at his stats, he's never going to get you 150 metres per game. He's not that kind of prop. He's not a big minutes guy. Um, yeah, it's. I think he's just playing how he's kind of always played. To be honest, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe people have expected him to develop into something a bit more, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah, I, I personally, I don't think he's, he's not a starter. He mm. he doesn't um, do well starting. He also isn't helped by how the Warriors have started matches. You can't sit there and go, okay, Bunty is a, he's, like, he ran, I think, in the 30 minutes or so, he only ran the ball three times. A lot of that time he was spent defending because the Warriors didn't have the ball. So the stats aren't always the best indicator, but I personally, yeah, think you get more out of him when you use him impact um, towards yeah. the end. I want to see how Tom Ali would go starting. Um, if it's a similar thing where he doesn't maybe start as well like Bunty, but I really, I think he's been doing really well this year and I think he deserves a start just to yeah. try it out. Um, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Um, they start bad again. Um, and, and we didn't really mention him in our game game review but how good was tom tom ali on the weekend i thought he was really good he was fantastic um yeah but yeah bunty um andrew webster said a few things like i like basically what i just stole was saying that like he's doing a lot of defensive work because the warriors aren't getting the opportunities when he's out there um but yeah i think he'll he'll bounce back um once he's back in his traditional spot on the bench the only thing is, I think I mentioned it um, with Ruin Hammer, when Barnett's back, when Harris is back, with how Bunty's playing at the moment, would he keep his spot in the 17? Because if you've got Jazz and Dylan on the bench, you're not getting rid of either of them. You've got Ali, Tom, you're not going to get rid of Tom, are you? And then you've got, at the moment, you would have one spot that would go to either Bailey Siren and Josh Curran or Bunty Afoa. Yeah. Um at the moment, I would be edging towards Curran or, or Surinan over Bunty right now, which I never thought I'd say, um, especially about Surinan. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I'm sure he's going to bounce back um, once he's back into his traditional spot. Um, but, yeah, that was all we really had. And, yeah, Jacko said yeah, um, Tom ran for 150 metres last week. He's really coming in great. He's yeah. a legit first grader now. Um, so, yeah, thoroughly impressed um, with him. But we, we may as well get into round seven now that we've hit the hour mark. Um, we'll, we'll start with the, the Warriors-Cowboys rundown. So I'll let you discuss the Warriors team first before I talk about the Cowboys. Yep, so fullback CNK, the wingers, uh, Ed Cossey and Marcelo Montoya again. The centres, Viliami Valera and Adam Pompey. 
Dylan Walker is the guy chosen in number six jersey, which is interesting. Um, Sean Johnson, seven. Front row, Adam Fenor Blake, Freddie Lussick, Bunty Arfor. The back row of Jackson Ford, Bailey Surinan, and Tohu Harris. Fingers crossed he comes through this week. Um, interchange, Tane Tuapiki, Josh Curran, Jazz Tavanga, and Tom Ale. Yep, and I'll go down the Cowboys before we start talking about the actual lineups. But uh, we've got Scott Drinkwater um, at fullback, Kyle Fell and Murray Talangi on the wings, Valentine Holmes and Peter Hicku in the centres, um, halves of Tom Dearden and Chad Townsend, uh, Mitchell Dunn, Reese Robinson and Ruben Cotter at the front row, Cohen Hess, Jeremiah Nanai, second row, and Jason Tomololo at lock. Then the bench, we've got Jake Granville. Uh, Tom Chester has kept a, a spot in the 17, moving to the bench. Jermaine Tanoa Brown, and then Steve Price's son Riley, um, getting another another game at first grade. So um, strong Cowboys outfit, definitely a lot stronger than last time we played them. Um, yep. Interesting Warriors team though, Richie. You already talked Dylan Walker. Um, to be honest, probably the option I would have gone with everything going because Volkman I still don't think is ready, and Metcalf isn't isn't there. Um, Tane. On the interchange, though, Richie, what do you, what do you think about that? I'll touch on Walker briefly. I agree with the yep. selection for the same reason. I I think he's his experience over Volkman uh, is is a good reason why we should pick him. I am a d- disappointed to lose what he brings off the bench with that one two yep. punch. Him and uh, Jazz. And jazz. Um, but to a picky, I'm I'm not mad with that. You know he's. He's, we know he's a dangerous ball runner. Um, I'm interested to know how he'll be used. Um, but, yeah, I don't know whether he's going to come on at fullback and they move chance like they did during the Knights game. But, yeah, that's that's what I'm most interested, interested to see is how he gets used. I think that's what's going to happen. I think Dylan Walker, maybe they move him um, into the forwards or to the yep. bench bring Tane on and put Chance in six to cover. I'm not sure. It, I feel like moving your spine around isn't the most ideal way to keep keep momentum in your favor. Um, like Jacko said, Volkman's a seven, not a six, which yeah. is true. They kind of had it set up where you had Sean and Volkman were your sevens and Metcalf and um, TMM were your, your five eights. Unfortunately, both your sixes are injured right now. So, um, yeah. I'll go, we'll see what happens. It's, you know, what's the worst? It's not like you're dropping, um, Dallin not making the team, I'm surprised. Yep. I expected him to come back. I, I said um, I would have had him in instead of Cossie. Not that Cossie's done anything wrong, but he's not Dallin. Um, yep. And Dallin, you know, he, he scored four tries in the New South Wales Cup last week. Um, but yeah, it, there may still be changes. Um Potentially, I, I think there might be a few switches before game day on Saturday. But um, who do you think is going to come out the victor here? I'm going to say Warriors home ground advantage and Cowboys struggling a bit. So I'm hoping that that trend continues. Um, I hope, like we like we said earlier, I hope we don't play them into form though. Yeah. Um, I've gone Warriors to home home advantage. Um, I'm expecting good things. 
So, yeah, I think it's going to be tight, but I'm going with them. I think Mikey mentioned that three and four are the weakness. It really depends on which Pompey turns up. Pompey, to his credit this year, um, when he's had to go up against really good centres, he seems to step up his game. So um, that could work in their favour this week. Um, Peter Hicku was always a threat. Um, And, yeah, like like Jacko said, um, Dallin... He had 206 run meters, 12 tackle breaks, four line breaks, and four tries. Surely he will start. Yeah, I, I expect him to make it, to be pulled into the team. Um, and, yeah, like Jacko said, Drinkwater is excellent with cutout and overhead passes. He could kill us out wide. Yeah, Drinkwater is always the threat. I think that's why I was confident um, when we played the Cowboys last time because Drinkwater wasn't there. Mm. Um, yeah, he could really do some damage. But... Um, yeah, should be a great game. Looking forward to getting to another live game because it feels like an age since they've got to play in Auckland. Mm, yeah. Just a point on that. that we, I've, I've heard you talking about other teams and gone, yeah, that coach always um, puts it aside and changes it again before actual game day. Um, that's not something we've seen, though, is it, from the, from the, from the Warriors? What, 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 what he's put out is what you get. As you say, he's, he's, he's straight up. So Not, why, yeah, why not this year. Why, yeah, but yeah, um, exactly. yeah. So why are you thinking he's going to switch things around this week when not when that's not been what he's been doing for the past up, up until this up until this week? He made a few changes last week um, at the okay. last minute. Um, a lot of that though was due with guys like Tohu Harris being named but being injured. Um, but yeah, they moved things like Josh Curran went from being on the bench to starting. Um, yeah. Sometimes he does things. He's not a Nathan Brown. Nathan Brown will give us this team that we've announced now and it'll be 100% different by game day. Um, so he's not like that. But I just, I feel, Dallin, I feel, is just too good to not be in the team. Um, so I feel like he has to be in there. Uh, we'll see. Um, I'll, I'll probably talk about it next week, how they kept it exactly the same and I'm an idiot. But um, we'll go on to the, Yeah. What's that? Your thoughts? I don't. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think anything will change. If I'm being honest, I, I think um, Andrew Walker strikes me as the kind of guy that will show faith. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) That's why. That's that's why Dylan's starting because his brother's the coach. I had I had Dylan Walker in my head. Um, Anyways, I think Andrew Webster is um, the kind. Strikes me as the kind of guy who's going to show faith in some of these young guys that have been going pretty well, like Cossie and. Yeah, I, I think Dallin will have to work his way back. Sickening. All right, so the round seven, we've got Simon slash Paul here to talk about his ones. But from Thursday night tomorrow, we've got Dolphins Rabbits. Um, I think Hammer will score his try and break that record, but I think the Rabbit is going to get the job done. Um, what about you, Richie? I've gone Rabbits. And Simon? Yeah, rabbits again. Look, I mean, they're, they're favourites at a dollar thirty-one. Um, dolphins at three dollars thirty-five for good reason. Um, but so, hey, the uh, the dolphins messed up my multi last week, so you know they might do it again. Might do it again. Yep. Yep. Uh, first game on Friday, we have sharks roosters. Um, I have gone for the roosters. Um, as I said to you before, we went live, Paul. I don't really understand why I picked them. Sharks have looked okay. Roosters looked a bit shaky, but I'm expecting a bounce back. So I'm going with Roosters. Richie? Going Sharks. 
that might have been a reason why as well. I think you guys both would have picked Sharks, so I didn't roosters. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm going for the upset here because um, with the Sharks at $2.13 and the Roosters at $1.69. So, um, yeah, a bit surprised to see the Sharks that far out, but um, still, yeah, going with home side here. Yep. And next game on Friday, we've got Seagull Storm. Um, Storm looked great last week. It's going to be interesting to see how they go with Munster at fullback. Um, but I'm going with Storm to win this here. Seagulls gave me no confidence in their performance. Yep. Agree completely. Yeah, again, Storm favourites at $1.55. Yeah, we'll go with them. Yeah, and first game on Saturday's Warriors Cowboys. Richie and I have already talked about it, but Simon, who did you pick? Yeah, look, I mean, this is a, a this is a tough one. Both at a dollar eighty-seven, which is so. This is, there is no favourite literally on this one, as far as TAB is concerned. Um, but home ground advantage. Yeah, we're going with the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, second game on Saturday should be easy to predict. Knights versus Panthers. Um, going with the Panthers, as I said, the last two weeks they've been untouchable, and I think they'll, they'll make it three from three. Yeah, too hard to tip against them. Would love Knights to win, but Panthers. Yeah, look, you've got to go with the Cats here because even if they, even if their um, their fangs might not break through the uh, the armor of the Knights, but um, look at dollar uh, sixteen, they're the strongest favourites of the weekend. Yeah, uh, look everyone's going to be picking Panthers. Look at you! Look at you! Um, Final game on Saturday, Titans-Broncos. Um, Gone with the Broncos here. Titans can't defend, and the Broncos will be embarrassed at, you know, losing their streak to the Raiders, so um, they'll be coming out. Um, so, yeah, I go on Broncos. Yep, Broncos bounce back. Yep, yep. Titans going to get trampled by the Broncos. Uh, $1.29, second strongest favourites. Um, it's uh, it's definitely uh, it's a stampede up in um, for, for Brisbane. You sit here when we do our whole hour show thinking of all these little <laughs> things, don't you? Uh, uh, next up, first game on Sunday, we've got Raiders-Dragons. Um, I've gone with Raiders. Um, I think they, they look good against the Broncos, and I just don't want to have to be in a point where I pick the Dragons. So, I'm going to go Dragons. Of course you are. What? <laughs> what? The Dragons are $2.50. My word. No chance. No chance. This is a no spike pick. It's my, a spike my, pick. Despite the Raiders at a dollar fifty-one, um, I, my my Raiders, my, my the Green Machine. Here we go. I'm, I may have picked the Dragons if they were playing at home, but in Canberra. And then last game, Eels Bulldogs. Um, be a brave man to pick the Bulldogs with the stack of injuries they've got, and I'm not brave, so I'm going Eels. Yeah, no fun in games here. I'm going Eels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eels get dollar uh, thirty-nine. Clear, clearly, uh, the strong favourites there. Two dollars fifty. Two, sorry, two dollars ninety for the um, for the injured um, for the limping dog. Yeah. So um, we picked a lot of the games the same again. The only games different really is Sharks Roosters, where you two have picked the Sharks, and I've gone with the Roosters. And then the Raiders Dragons, where Simon and myself have gone with Raiders, and Richard's gone incorrect with the Dragons. Let's um, go the Red V. Every every other game is the same. That's what I look at. I know we've all gone Warriors, and okay, we're all we're all, we're all Kiwis. Um, uh, Simon is a Kiwi. I know, I, even though I'm speaking with an English accent. Um, the um, but look, that that um, the game of the round is that Warriors Cowboys according to TAB, a dollar eighty seven. That's going to be close. It's going to be a, a yeah, that's yeah. between those two. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it lives up to the the pregame hype of being a, a tight tussle. Um, hope as long as it's the Warriors on the winning end of that. Because no, I don't. I hope we spank them. 
Well, yeah, that would always be good. Just because um, the next three weeks for the Warriors are really brutal. So they really need this win against the Cowboys. If they lose to the Cowboys and then play the Storm on Anzac Day, the Roosters at home, and then the Panthers at Magic Grounds, um, after losing to the Cowboys, they could go on a four-game losing streak very easily um, there. So it's it's extremely important that they win this game. Bit of a gauntlet we're facing my, uh, there, isn't it? Yeah. So my, my my so my two dollar multi this week has got um has got just the uh, just the six games where the guys are all uh, all, all agreed, and we'll, um, yep. we'll 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 let you know next week uh, how that goes. Yeah, we're slowly depleting Paul of all his wealth. Um, <laughs> so now we're into um, Jacko's favorite part, Super League. So um, see you next week, Jacko. Um, it was rivals round, Richie. Um, I've yep. actually got some news on it. Um, I know Simon does all our Super League news normally, but Rivals Round um, set a new attendance record with um, 83,357 fans heading to the six matches collectively. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, great to see that they're all um, flocking, flocking to the Super League for Rivals Round. Um, and then before I go into the results, um, Warrington are still top of the table as the only undefeated team going to 8-0. Wiggins second, Catalan's third, and Hull KR fourth. Um, Wakefield are yet to um, get their first win, and it gets no easier this week with their clash against Wigan. And um, yeah, Jacko said, see you guys, he's off to, to see Ruin Hammer. Um, and Bye, yeah, Jacko. Simon said, Wakefield have to win this weekend if they have any chance of staying up. Um, yeah, they have to. I just don't see it happening against Wigan. Um, but yeah, the, the results we had, um, Castleford defeated Wakefield 16-4, Hull KR wiped the floor with Hull FC 40-0, um, Wigan defeated St. Helens 14-6, Let's Southwood go. defeated Lee 22-20, Warrington defeated Catalans 20-14, and then Leeds defeated Uddersfield 18-17. Um, Uddersfield, sorry, I get it wrong every time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, not really any surprises there. Um, maybe the oh, I was going to say maybe the only one would be Catalans losing to Warrington, but Warrington um, are a completely different team this year. Um, and forty yeah. 0 between the house um, surprised me. Yes, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, round nine we've got um, Salford versus Cutters, uh, <laughs> Castleford. Um, Uddersfield versus Catalans, <laughs> Leeds versus Hull FC, Hull KR versus St. Helens, Warrington versus Wigan, um, which should be match of the round, um, and then Wakefield versus Lee. So I got that wrong, sorry. Um, Wakefield are playing Lee, so they yep. do have a chance to win there. Sorry, I mixed up my Ws. Um, so yeah, Warrington versus Wigan. So first versus second should be a great clash. Um, any takes on Super League there, Richie, before we move on? Yeah, round just gone was just as you would be very happy that Wigan were able to get up in the in the rival round against St Helens. That's always a satisfying one if if you're able to beat those guys. Yeah, and Super League, um, I think they've got the uh, they've got the the ability to have these rivals for like their Magic Round, where you've got. Mm. So I'd like to see Magic Round become that um, for the NRL when you get some traditional rivalries there are a few in there there's not a lot um but it would be good to see um i don't know who the warriors one would be who would you pick for our, the warriors rivals you know you have the storm 
have yeah. had some barn burners, but that's always Anzac Day. Brisbane, because they're the first team they played, maybe. Yeah. Um, Those are the first two that jump out at me. It used to be probably the Storm, but I mean, they've. You can't really call it a rivalry anymore, anymore over the past few years. Every year. Yeah, yeah it, it's gone the other way. Um, and Broncos is the other one because of obviously our history with them, but they've got other rivalries that they'd probably place as more important yeah. than the rivalry with us. You know, they probably would say maybe Cowboys or somebody like that. Yeah, and um, like Simon said, the only difference with rivalry around is the teams don't go to one venue. Yeah, so they still play um, in their traditional places instead of all going to one place. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the last thing you want to do is take your derby games where you got where you have home and away supporters miles away from where the actual derby is based. Yeah, the NRL don't care about that. They know that the only place that's worth playing league is Suncorp, apparently. Um, so they'll, they'll take everything there. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to add before we go, Richie? No, I'm just happy I've made it to the end without without disappearing for too long and yeah. was able to participate in a good chat with you guys as always. Thanks, yeah. Paul, for being Simon. That's fast becoming my favourite segment. Um, yeah. Cheers, everyone. Yeah, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff uh, with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8pm here on Facebook or YouTube. Um, or at your convenience on iHeartRadio or Spotify. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers again for joining me, Richie, even with the, the struggling internet in Napier. Cheers for your help in the background, Paul. And uh, good night, everyone.